I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about 3121 from 3121, uh, recorded on the 19th of November 2004 at Paisley Park and released on the 31st of March. That's wrong. Released on the 21st <laughs> of March 2006, uh, which of course, if you take the three from March and the 21, <laughs> you get 321. So it's kind of like 3121. Mm, the know. slash is the is the first one, maybe. I, yeah, I guess. I guess the three slash two one is yeah. the release date. So that kind of is where you get 3121. On the track, you've got Prince. You've got Michael B returning on the drums. You've got Sonny T mm. returning on the bass. You've got Maceo, Candy, Greg Boyer, and uh, some fella called Ray Monterio, who I, I don't think I've heard of until this point. Uh, the track is uh, 4 minutes 31, and joining me to talk about today is Zachary Hoskins. Hello, Zachary. Hey. Um, yeah, so this is Prince, um, I guess, capitalizing on his comeback. Uh, you know, he he had, like, a, you know, a big kind of comeback with um, uh, with Musicology. 2004 was a big year for him. You know, he released three albums, technically speaking, I guess, if you call those albums. Um, you know, he, he basically, you know, he, he, he went into, uh, into Paisley Park in to the end of 2004 after he'd been touring pretty much the entire year and uh you know he recorded a bunch of songs um some of those included from the lotus back to the lotus <laughs> uh, makes sense uh colonized mind love like jazz wall of berlin planet earth guitar pretty much all of those ended up on on a different album uh, yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah it's, it's like the, he was this this session was was fueling his next like three albums <laughs> yeah so uh well four i guess if you count lotus flower and mpls right as, you know right. two separate albums so yeah so he basically kind of uh after touring for most of 2004 he had this this kind of inspiration and he went into the studio and recorded a song called 3121 um now the the weirdest thing is you know the like uh, like i said you know i was trying to work out where the 3121 came from you know it, right. if you read it as it's released march to you know the 21st then i guess that's what 3121 can mean um but uh, you know it was also the location of um a, an address that prince rented <laughs> the end of october 2004 through to september 2005 and he recorded most of 3121 at this address which is uh, 3121 antelo road um, uh, in California, uh, zip code nine zero seven seven. So you know you can you can put that into Google Maps and go take a look at where Prince recorded yeah. <laughs> most of this album. Um, you know, but uh, he also recorded he also like rented a different house on uh, twelve thirty five Sierra Alta Way. Um, but he he also he he still went back to thirty one twenty one house and recorded stuff there throughout these this kind of the next year and a half. Um, you know, and then after that, he uh, I think he had like an LA LA residency in like 2008, something like that, where he was performing at the one place over and over again. And, you know, pretty much everybody went and saw him there. Um, but, uh, you know, 3121 was, I would say, probably one of Prince's most successful albums after Musicology. Like uh, basically, you know, kind of there was a two year gap. Um, and for the first part of 2005, Prince kind of made a few appearances. But for most of 2005, 
he was just recording music. He wasn't kind of touring or anything like that. Uh, and also, he was finalizing the stages of his second divorce. Um, so, so I, I guess <laughs> taking up a, a lot of his uh, a lot of his time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, you can kind of tell the divorce years of, of Prince's career because he didn't release an album during a couple of those in the two thousands. <laughs> um, and this is the second divorce year, you know, before this album came out. Um, it it did, you know, it debuted at number one. And it spent, you know, its first week there, which, you know, it's kind of common these days for albums. If they debut at number one, they just spend a week there and then they start dropping down the chart. Uh, It was on the chart, main Billboard 200 for 16 weeks uh, before it kind of, you know, fell out. Uh, It was it got to number nine over here on the on the UK charts. I remember Prince doing a number of appearances in early 2006 to promote this album, including appearing at the 2006 Brit Awards uh, with Wendy and Lisa and Sheila Ree. Um, mm. You know, it, it kind of it charted at number three in the Netherlands. It got to number eight in France. Uh, it spent a lot more time on those charts. For some reason, the UK charts are extremely hard to stay on. And uh, so, <laughs> you know, like albums kind of debut and drop off so quickly. And the same with singles as well. They kind of so many singles debut at number one and then within three weeks they're gone. Right. You know, it had slightly more success on the uh, the Billboard, uh, you know, R&B hip hop albums. It debuted at number one and then it spent 24 weeks on the charts. Uh, of course, by the time um, thirty one twenty one had started dropping off the charts, Prince was already talking at Planet Earth. Um, you know, he'd released guitar as a single already, and then he was distributing that to newspapers to be given away. So mm. uh, he, he kind of—it's weird because he—he he kind of capitalized on you know the the kind of noto- you know kind of notoriety of musicology. Um, for, you know, for a couple of albums, but yeah. So you know, thirty one twenty one. You know, he he released uh, you know uh, kind of three singles from it. Uh, you know, Tiamo Corazon, uh, Black Sweat, and Fury. The videos, which I think are all now available on Prince's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, nice to see some of the kind of lesser seen videos getting uploaded to there. Uh, there was a whole thing with like the purple ticket sweepstakes, uh, which meant you could spend some time with Prince uh, <laughs> uh, watching a private show. Um, you know, which I feel, you know, for a man who's about to get divorced, maybe there's some kind of implication in that. (laughs) The album, in a couple of months after shipping, it it was certified gold. It was certified silver over here. Like, basically, it was a success. Uh, Prince did a number of TV appearances, like I said, for this album. Um, You know, and, and, like, this is the first time since... Um, you know, since Batman, that he'd had an album debut at number one in the mm. in the album charts, and the first time since Around the World in a Day, you know, for an for an album that wasn't connected to a film, uh, basically. So, you know, Purple Rain and Batman kind of don't really count when you because you know they obviously had a film to promote them. Uh, so the you know the the kind of uh, the success of Thirty One Twenty One is kind of remarkable. You know, like um it, it like basically Prince, you know, managed to kind of capitalize in a way that kind of he hadn't done in. Maybe decades, uh, you know, maybe the last time he did this successfully was, you know, following uh, Diamonds and Pearls when uh, when he released Symbol, you know, like exactly a year after it. Um, Right. You know, and they milked Diamonds and Pearls like what six, seven singles off that thing. (laughs) Like, uh, (laughs) you know, so, you know, this is probably the first time that Prince had been able to successfully kind of capitalize on his his kind of resurgence. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I don't I don't feel like his popularity really kind of like fell off. Uh, just that he, you know, the next, if you think about the albums that kind of came out after that, uh, in terms of, you know, the, the kind of release strategies and all this kind of stuff, you know, I think it, he still kind of got the headlines. Uh, it was just more for, you know, releasing stuff with magazines rather than, you know, releasing it traditionally and, you know, all that kind of stuff. He still kind of didn't have a label in effect, you know, Universal Records distributed this, but it was, it was MPG Records that was kind of the owner of it. 
Um, right. You know, and also worth saying as well that, you know, Prince had a new protege uh, with Tamar. And mm-hmm. uh, I think she appears on a few tracks on this album. And obviously, you know, Beautiful, uh, Loved and Blessed, I think was going to be the name of or is the name of her solo album? I can't remember what the name of Tamar's solo album was. It was released around the same time. Yeah, I think it was. Well, yeah, let's see. Because I, I know that it, it basically didn't end up coming out <laughs> in its in its original form um yeah. i think it definitely was called beautiful loved and breath but then it was changed to milk and honey which yes ironically is the name of a uh uh is the name of a, a song by beck from midnight vultures so, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so i don't i don't i probably not probably not a cover of that on that particular um but that you know prince kind of followed a similar pattern with uh you know bria valentine's elixir as well like the, like releasing an album at the same time as an, as a prince album to try and you know capitalize on it um you know so i mean this is this is prince almost kind of um you know, behaving like a normal pop star, <laughs> like releasing an album, releasing a few singles, doing some TV yeah, appearances in, in stores, like yeah, you know, Ma- making it. You don't easy. have to buy the Daily Mail to get it. Yeah. <laughs> making it easy for people to to find it. Uh, you know, just I don't know, just kind of conforming in a way that, that he hadn't for a while. Um, you know, and interestingly, you know, Warner Brothers would kind of capitalize on Prince's resurgence a little bit themselves by also releasing another kind of greatest hits thing called prince ultimate right um you know kind of around the same time as well a few months after this album came out uh, in 2006 um you know so i mean obviously it, it benefited prince to have that out there because you know he you know obviously he he would make some money off that album um you know but i don't know like he'd had the most successful tour of 2004 you know he'd made like i think it was like 120 million dollars something like that off that tour so i don't think he was hurting for money but uh you know, I, I don't think he, he was objecting to, you know, somebody else promoting his work at this particular point as well. Um, you know, money for nothing, basically. You know, you just let Warner Brothers put the word Prince on an album and, you know, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so and I think as well, like, uh, I don't know, I think I in terms of like the albums of this time, like this, there's kind of like this little trilogy of Musicology, 3121 and Planet Earth. And I, you know, like like we said with the recording session for this song, there was a lot of other songs that were recorded for, you know, um, Lotus Flower and NPS Sound and you know Planet Earth. So like, I don't know, like the I in terms of like the production, I think I prefer Musicology to Thirty One Twenty One's production, uh, just overall on the album. Um, and I think I also prefer the stuff on you know the production on Planet Earth a little bit more to the stuff on Thirty One Twenty One. This is this is like an album that I listen to occasionally, but it, probably not as much as Musicology or even Planet Earth. Um, you know, in t- in terms of like I don't know, it just I don't know where it is, but just like the production of it is just it's I don't know, it's just not as I, I, I don't know. There's just a, there's just something about it that isn't quite. Maybe it's because it you know lots of it wasn't recorded. At Paisley Park, maybe, maybe mm. there's like a you know an on the road setup that he's using that is not <laughs> quite the same as you know the Paisley Park sound that I'm kind of used to. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's that. But um, and it, this is also an album where I think he's really uh, engaging with what he sees as contemporary sounds, at least for the first time in you know quite a while, probably since the the nineties. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I think it's interesting to hear, like to hear, you know, contemporary R and B being kind of filtered through the mind of, a, you know, definitely like middle-aged Prince. Um, you know, it, it's not, it's not like he's, it, it's not like he sounds like Usher. He sounds like Prince's 
idea of what Usher is, uh, which which I think is interesting in itself to to listen to. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so but you know, it, it it definitely feels less less like Prince doing you know, Musicology was such a comeback album because it was kind of the sound that we expected out of Prince and 3121 gives us some of that. And in some cases, you know, like I think black sweat is kind of the most Prince sounding song that he'd done in, you know, if you think about Prince, Prince's sound as being like Minneapolis synthesizers, drum machine, uh, that was, that was the most like, wow, this sounds like Prince in, in quite a while when it came out, but a lot of the rest of the album, um, goes in some different directions um i i like i i i think it's probably to me it's his most sort of artistically successful album of this mid 2000s comeback period um but uh but i can definitely see uh i i can definitely see musicology getting the nod instead you know i think it's i think that's a fair (laughs) yeah i think i just think for me there's more clear kind of like four out of five five out of five tracks on musicology than there are on 3121 um but you know that's i you know it's just down to taste isn't it um you know and prince starts out the album starts out you know the kind of the whole thing saying you know one mix one mix one mix one (laughs) and uh you know dj turn it up uh you know let's go um and then he you know he then he says 3121 uh you know and I, i i kind of the little interjections of hey mommy it's loco right 3121 you know it's like Okay. Uh, <laughs> again, like even this far in, like we we have no idea exactly what Prince meant by thirty one twenty one, other than you know it being the street address of the you know the the recording studio that he used for like a year, which I have to say is like less exotic than you know Paisley Park. <laughs> like right, it's almost you know. like I I you know it almost would have been better to not know. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I think without knowing that it's just the street address. And I, I, I remember for a while people were like, Oh, maybe it's a Bible verse or, you know, like there's like, there's gotta be some kind of, you know, secret code there. It's sort of uh it's sort of prosaic that it's just the, the, the street address of the house he happens to be, to be renting in, in, in LA. Cause otherwise, you know, this is like one of his, you know, his sort of, mystical places like paisley park and uh and uh you know um uptown uptown yeah exactly yeah uh you know but we get this kind of thing where he's like through the gates knock on the door put your clothes in a pile on the floor uh (laughs) take your pick from japanese robes and sandals drink the champagne from a glass with chocolate handles that doesn't sound very practical (laughs) Uh, you know i feel like that's gonna melt in your hand um, and then we kind of get to the chorus, which is "Don't you want to come?" Thirty-one twenty-one, going to be so much fun. Thirty-one twenty-one, that's where the party be. Thirty-one twenty-one, you can come if you want to, but you can never leave. Which you know, obviously recalls a little bit of uh, Hotel California. Right. Um, you know, and given that this is you know kind of his California album, right? Uh, it kind of it kind of fits a little bit to have that there, even if this track was actually recorded at Paisley Park. Um, so, <laughs> so it doesn't really fit with the rest of it, but you know, okay. Uh, but yeah, again, like uh, uh, there was a whole thing where I'm almost certain he made the announcement about this album on like the 13th of December or something. And obviously, if you reverse 3121, you get 1213. And I, I don't know, like there was a whole lot of stuff about, like you say, there was a whole lot of kind of speculation about mm. what it actually meant. 
the fact that basically does end up being just like a street address is kind of almost disappointing. Um, <laughs> but here it just ends up being a, a refrain in the like instead of singing thirty one twenty one, he could literally sing anything else that fit those syllables, and it would make just as much sense <laughs> in the rest of the song. And when he goes to the verse and he's like, you know, look over there, uh, there's another turn on butterflies scared they're going to be awake all night long, dancing in your belly like a ballerina in spite of your efforts to calm them down. Uh, which yeah, is a very long way to say that someone's got like butterflies in the stomach, but I like it. You know, it's it's kind of you know it's kind of poetic. Um, and then of course we go back to the chorus, which uh, again kind of feels very kind of simplistic. That don't you want to come? It's going to be so much fun. That's where the party be. Uh, just like the repetition of thirty one twenty one, just kind of I don't know. It like it's just one of those puzzling things where it's like if it actually meant something, then maybe it'd be interesting. But otherwise, it just ends up being four numbers that he's yeah. saying over and over again. <laughs> Um, he he like really tried to make thirty one twenty one happen. You know, it was oh his, yeah yeah yeah. It was his website. It was his perfume. Um, yeah yeah. It's like I, I I don't know if it's just like he liked the ring of the the way the numbers sounded together or what. But yeah, that was like that was such a that was such a big thing. I, and I and I don't think and I don't think anybody cared about it as much as he did. You know, <laughs> like I think to most to most listeners, it was just the title of his new album. And he was like really trying to make it into a thing. <laughs> yeah, he was very much trying to make Fetch happen. And it just did not happen. People were not going for it. Um, and we get this thing where he says, you know, bounce party all. It's going down people like the Wall of Berlin. And obviously Wall of Berlin is ends up being another song right uh i would say a better song as well i really i really like wall of berlin so probably one of my favorite songs kind of at that era of prince uh, but it's interesting that he kind of mentions it here um and then you know he says lock the door till you see the sun we're gonna party like there ain't gonna be another one futuristic fantasy this is where the purple party be um and then he says you know this is where the party be 31 21 uh, and then he does one of my favorite things you know is for him to just go break down and then he says guitar and then of course he has his own little guitar solo right uh and then and then he kind of goes back to the chorus one night one time and then at the very end he has this kind of like weird like little you know vocal processing thing where he says it's going down y'all like the wall of berlin um and that's where the song finishes um, I do kind of like the effect that he has on the kind of like the Wall of Berlin thing where it kind of fades out with the guitar kind of just echoing like, mm-hmm. you know, I like that as the the way to end the song, um, you know, and there is some kind of nice guitar work in this song anyway as part of kind of the main hook. Uh, but yeah, like you say, it, I don't know, it just seems to be him saying the words 3121 and trying to make people be like, oh, yeah, 3121, I get you, Prince. And <laughs> and it's, that's just not going to happen. Like, whereas people kind of embraced Paisley Park right. as like something or they embraced Uptown or, you know, like. It just feel it just feels like they they like the Prince fans never really kind of got on board with thirty one twenty one in the way that Prince had hoped. Um, you know, going to the trouble of changing your website to thirty one twenty one dot com. Right. Um, you know, that's that's a lot that's of effort. A, not an evergreen uh, URL at all. Like I, I I bet that's probably that's probably available now even. <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, my favorite thing in the world is to check old Prince URLs and see what price they're currently selling for. Um, so, oh, well, there's, uh, if you go to 3121. I, I see like Japanese. Uh, yeah, so apparently. Yeah, there's just some just some kanji on there. Yeah. Um, which redirects to 6878.am. Well, that's uh, OK. That's that's one extra level of mystery there. Yeah. Uh, so we're now on 6878. Yeah. This may be uh, which, more intriguing than than yeah, the Prince ever is, was in the first place. Which, just, <laughs> uh, which is then, like, it, it kind of leads to this picture of some kind of tower 
that looks gigantic um, and uh, various different things, you know, that have got little symbols about like Internet Explorer and uh, a mouse symbol, a VIP area. Um, and they, they all pretty much end up leading to 3121GG.com and then uh, and then like a, a JavaScript inside that. So, yeah, whoever has bought this site is clearly using it for nothing that exciting, um, you know. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's funny that Prince kind of let all these dead links happen to all these different websites that he had. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and he was just like, oh, I'll just change my website to a different website now. <laughs> uh, like, which to most people, doing that is kind of, you know, a lot of effort. If you're going to brand 3121 so, so prominently, but then two years later, you're just going to give up on the website. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know why he never just claimed paisleypark.com and kind of kept that for, you know, and then just had any anything else that he wanted to do as like a sub page on that. Like, man, that would make sense. But as it is, you know, he just kept creating brand new web pages for everything. Uh, I can imagine being in Prince's, you know, being Prince's kind of a web designer or, or webmaster, as they used to call them, being a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> Prince is like, oh, I've just said this is the website. Make it happen. There's a little tiny bit as well, you know, at the start of uh, 3121, which says from the Lotus Flower, which obviously, you know, is referencing back to the Lotus. You've got this Wall of Berlin reference as well, uh, which in 2006, that is like a 17-year-old reference to an event. So right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not like it was timely. Uh, but still, you know, I I kind of like the reference that, you know, something is going down like the Wall of Berlin. Like, I think that's an interesting turn of phrase. And I can understand why Print then turned that into an entire song. Um, you know, so, uh, but I don't know. For me, I would have to say, uh, you know, I, I don't find this to be like a particularly strong opening track in terms of, like, if I think about Print's opening tracks, um, you know, I I kind of, I, I enjoy it, but it, it kind of, I don't know. I, I, I don't think the production is, is kind of, is something that I particularly like. So it's like, eh, I, I kind of... I rarely revisit this album fully. Like, there's certain tracks that I really like. Um, but, you know, this kind of... Like, just Prince singing the words 3121 over, over and over again kind of just ends up... In the end, I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to get at, Prince. <laughs> like, okay, you know, this is where the party be. But you've said that to me so many times before. Um, you know, I, I always thought the party was at Paisley Park or First Avenue or somewhere else or at Glam Slam or... Like, there's other locations where the party has been. <laughs> so for it to suddenly be 3121 doesn't really make any sense to me. So, you've, you know, he's kind of lost me there. Um, so I'd say, I don't know, I'm probably, I'm probably around a three and a half out of five, but I would probably have to say three out of five um, just for simplicity. I, I feel like it's a kind of a weak opening track. Uh, and I, I think, like, there's other tracks on this album that end up being so much more memorable uh you know something like black sweat or you know mm. fury or you know even even i'd say something like you know satisfied you know tiamo corazon like oh, there's so many even lolita which is literally the next track <laughs> i think they're all a bit more memorable than this as like an opener um and so i think if prince had called this album black sweat and moved this you know blue black sweat up to the first track uh, maybe maybe I, I would kind of think it was a better opener, but as it is, thirty one twenty one just feels a little bit weak to me. Yeah, I, I think w well, I'm not uh, I'm not particularly caught up in the mystique of <laughs> of thirty one twenty one, and never was. Um, I always liked, um, you know, I, I I thinking back to two thousand six. Um, you know, musicology felt sort of like a, I mean, it was basically an adult contemporary R&B album, which, and it was, it was fine for that, but it felt as, as someone who, who really, you know, liked 
Prince's weirder and more outre moments, it felt kind of safe. And so when I put on 3121 and heard, you know, like the Camille voices back and, uh, and the, um, you know, it, it has the kind of like overdriven, um, guitars and just this kind of like woozy, you know, almost like P funky kind of sound. Um, I was just like, Oh, okay. This is like my Prince is back. Like this is weird Prince. Like, you know, I was, I was excited to hear something a little bit stranger uh, coming out of him. And I couldn't give it, you know, I can't rate it higher than four stars because like, it's not, it's a mood piece. It's not really a, song you know um but but i think it sets a pretty cool mood and um and in some ways i think parts of the album um uh don't really live up to that mood like you know the the, the 3121 is kind of an it's an interesting it's an interesting record where it's like he didn't really know if he wanted to capitalize on the commercial success of musicology or if he wanted to throw like a weird arty curveball and um, and so we sort of split the difference. <laughs> um, it, it feels you know, like we've been there before with Prince having right. like a big hit and then and then not quite knowing what to do next. Right. Right. Uh, like it, it feels it feels like a common thread. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and so like this first song makes it sound like it's going to be more of an arty curveball. And then, you know, something like Te Amo Corazon was definitely like not not that at all at all you know so <laughs> so um i i have a i i definitely have an affection for this song but i i agree like there's no it, it there's no way it's a five out of five you know so I'll, I'll i'll go with a four uh now obviously um in terms of you know like uh you know prince performing this song this you know the, he had like the tour that followed this um you know he played it a lot when he did the uh you know the 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 21 nights over here at, in um in in london um you know uh i mean i i like as well that this is the point which he started to get rid of the letters f-o-r in the word performing so in the tour for 3121 was called performing live 3121 and the, the, there was a four in the middle of that word so the, the language has changed even more for prince um but again like the the funny thing with the 3121 thing was uh, i do remember the announcement that prince was going to play 21 nights in london and all of the tickets were priced at £31, 21 pence. So <laughs> I, I was like, well, that sounds good. They sold out quite quickly. And at right. the time, I could not afford £31, <laughs> 21 pence, plus, you know, booking fees, plus the cost of getting right. a train to London and probably having to stay overnight as well, you know, knowing that Prince was going to end up, you know, kind of finishing late. Um, so, you know, I didn't get to see him on that. But yeah, like, he, you know, he performed this track quite regularly on, on those kind of tours. And then, you know, after 2009, he kind of stopped performing it, <laughs> which I can kind of I can kind of understand because by that point, you know, he's changed the name of his website. It's not right. 3121 anymore. <laughs> so, he, so he's moved on from it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting as well, because when I went to see the kind of Prince exhibition, it was in the O2 where obviously Prince had performed, you know, the, for those 21 nights. Um, you know, in 2007. So it was kind of like, you know, 11 years after he performed that. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of in the same building where he'd, he kind of performed it. Actually, the exhibition hall where this was was right next to the main concert hall where he would have been performing. So um, it was kind of weird to be... And also there was a little section of the exhibit which was about the 21 nights in London. And it's like, in this building he performed. And it was kind of weird because it's like, oh yeah, this like this is where that happened. 
Um, you know, so I, I, I know I think it's interesting because it's like after, you know, like obviously the Indigo Nights thing, you know, he released like a live album of that. So there is like a version of this song that goes on for seven minutes, 43, <laughs> which quite frankly, I don't, I don't know how. I mean, it, Prince also, you know, throws in there, the, you know, a, a clip of the entertainer and turns it into DMSR as well. So, <laughs> you know, he kind of has to throw other songs in to kind of keep people's interest. Um, but yeah, but then after that, you know, never performed it live again. Changed the name of his website, dropped the perfume. <laughs> you know, basically, he spent he, he the same thing that he did with the One Night Alone brand for a couple of years. You know, spent so much time putting into that and then just dropped it. Um, you know, he he was trying to make thirty one twenty one happen, and then after a couple of years, he just gave up on the whole concept and you know moved <laughs> on to something else. Uh, which you know, it, it kind of speaks volumes about how Prince did things anyway. So. Uh, but I feel like, uh, you know, we've said about as much as we can about 3121. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Zach? Sure. So I have a uh, my own Prince uh, track by track style project, but it's um, it's written. It's a blog. Um, it's called Dance Music Sex Romance, and you can find it at princesongs.org. Unfortunately, not 3121.com. But if, if the Japanese company wants to sell, uh, you know where to find me. <laughs> And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitch for Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Zach. Uh, thank you for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. goodbye.